0: Welcome to the Theatre of Others podcast. My name is Adam Marple and I'm the co-artistic director of the Theatre of Others. With the COVID-19 pandemic forcing a shutdown and re-evaluation of space and gathering, we at the Theatre of Others are thinking about what stories we need and how best we can share them. We believe space is psychology and it informs the way in which an audience interacts and reacts to what is presented to them. We create uniquely theatrical events in bespoke sensory performance spaces crafted to encourage curiosity and grant the audience permission to commune with the play. Now that that space has moved online, how can we encourage interaction and action amongst an audience virtually? The Theatre Brothers produces plays that both welcome and challenge the audience. We are committed to international collaboration and are a laboratory that helps artists grow through intensive study of their craft. The Theatre Brothers creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purpose of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and times. We believe the play watches the audience. The audience is necessary and they are witness to what happens. And you get to be witness to us making that happen. The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along. To ponder, prod, and question. To join us and criticize us if need be. Being a witness is no passive task, and it requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? On the podcast today from London, England are co artistic directors Booty Miller and myself in Cairo, Egypt. This podcast contains explicit language.
1: Hello, everyone. Adam is not here. He's in Egypt and he lost power. So it's just me and a really dear friend. Someone that we've been talking about so much for the past 99, now 100 episodes. Um, Someone who is... Uh, my teacher my friend my colleague my guru <laughs> my sensei my samurai <laughs> the master You're of tormentor. the masters of the masters let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> see he's here i want to also i want to introduce you all to christopher bays yes y'all we got christopher bays on the podcast finally Hi. Um, for those of you who do not know who christopher bays is how very dare you um We've been talking about we've been talking about his we've been talking about his book uh, uh, probably every other podcast really about um, discovering the clown his book discovering the clown he's the head of movement at uh, Yale School of Drama but he's actually the head of acting in my heart because my students also know that the core the core uh, work of their training is their clown training. Um, and this man has changed my life in ways that, you know, that continue to grow. And I'm just oh so God. happy to have a conversation with him, with y'all, um, Christopher Bays, who also has a studio called Pandemonium Studios, which I definitely recommend you get involved with because if you can't get um, to Yale, just get to Chris directly. Go straight to the source. <laughs> Come on. Come on, let's go. Yeah.
2: Uh, so, Chris, and also, without further ado. If I can just interrupt for a second, it's now called the David Geffen
1: School of Drama at Yale University. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's yeah, owned by, the they have new owners.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they have to build all <laughs> kinds of new signs
1: anyway. Really? Yeah. How long is that so thing going to take?
2: <laughs> I don't know. They're working on it pretty quick. They got a lot of money. They can do it.
1: Well, that's true. It's free to go to, It's free to go to Yale now, right? It doesn't cost students anything now, right? That's what they say. Wow. That's what they
2: say. And perpetuity, also, apparently.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Wow. Well, you know, that's worth taking, changing the name, I think. Yeah, sure. So it's the David Geffen School of Drama. David Geffen School of Drama at Yale University. Yeah. At Yale University. Okay. As we would say here on the podcast, do it, do I, do it, do it, do I, do I, do I, do I. It's Mandarin for yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so, Chris, hi, how are you?
2: Hi, I'm pretty good. I am not. I haven't got sick yet, so if, knock on wood, you know, everything's yeah, all right same. here in New York City and Brooklyn. We're doing okay, um, you know, uh, kind of trudging through this next part of the adventure. Um, but I'm excited to see you. I haven't seen you for a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so last time you really saw me, you. I was in the back shed.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, in, around, the night, in the middle of the night. my happy body. Yeah,
2: in the middle of the night. Yeah. And we were in the it's middle of the day over in this part of the world.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's you've gotta to get to it, man. If if, if it's gonna be four o'clock in the morning, it's gonna be four o'clock in the morning. You know, it's right. the, the work is so important to me. And I'm just so happy you're here. I'm Yay. Happy. So I'm gonna ask okay. you a question. Are you ready? All right. Um see, see, we'll see. Okay. What is your definition of an actor? What is an actor? Of an Who is an actor? Of an actor. Of an actor. Um I like to
2: think, I like to think of an actor as the illuminator of the great texts of the world, mm. right? Um, that's what I like. And, and sometimes there's not, not always text, but I think most of our work involves language generally, uh, and sometimes quite, quite brilliant language, um, and sometimes more naturalistic or realistic kind of language. But I feel like um, the, without the actor, a play is just a book. Uh. Right, And the actor is the one who brings it life, who brings it blood, who brings it uh, ferocious vulnerability, it brings it the beautiful violence and, and poetry um, that whatever that particular text demands. and I think so the more courageous you are in your attack of that and your ownership of that, and the obligation that you have as an actor to do that, the more interesting and illuminating. I think you're
1: going to be. Does that make sense? I, I 100% agree with that. It's so, <laughs> and it's so simple. It's a simple, it's a simple task. Which, mm-hmm. which I think, I think this is, I think this needs to be the clown hour because a lot of people don't really understand when we start, when we talk about clown, like mm-hmm. what what is clown from your, from your perspective?
2: Well, now booty, you know, I don't like to pin the butterfly to the cork board and define it too much because I don't want to diminish the the possibilities of it. But um, I I think the thing that, that sort of the most, perhaps the easiest way to get there without, without defining it too much is I think the clown is who you would be in all your unique beauty, who you would be in your body right now, where you are. If you'd never been told, no, if you'd never been diminished by sit still, If you'd never been diminished by, don't talk so loud, keep it down, don't laugh so loud. If you hadn't been diminished through the the, the course of being socialized, what would you be like? And I think you squint at that a little bit and you get kind of an idea perhaps of what your unique clown is and your unique relationship to the comic world is, right? Which is not necessarily what you think is funny about you, but it's what we think is funny about you. And you might not like it. You might not like that so much because maybe that's the thing you've been hiding because you got bullied for it, yeah. right? But if we laugh at that, you got to hear it. We like that part of you. We love that part of you, right? Not the not the yeah. polite part, not the nice part, not that part. The yeah. playful, yeah. big old, big, big, stupid,
1: I don't know, I'm not supposed to do that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can feel it in my body. So the yeah. then question is, how do you translate what you just said with your definition of an actor? How do those two worlds meet?
2: Well, I think the clown for me, in my experience as an actor discovering this work way, way back in the centuries ago, um, I, I think everything for me, everything starts with the clown. Because if you're going to illuminate the text, you have to start from yourself because it's about finding your unique voice and your unique point of view. Right. And then you deal with the director, and you deal with the dramaturg, and all these people. You can have, you can have fights about it all you want. You know, you, you can you can you can have disagreements and, and struggle with how you want to illuminate it or what, how how the story is being told. <clears throat> but for me, clown is the zero. Clown is where you start because it's you. It's that it's that part of you that's still wild. It's that part of you that still um, has a kind of freedom and audacity to be beautiful and audacity to be simple right Mm. the audacity to be beautiful and to be simple is not an easy task right it takes a lot it takes some undoing it takes some ungrowing up along the way but uh i've always found that that for me in in my in the work that i do as a director and the work that i used to do as an actor that was always the beginning because also when i first discovered this work i i i realized that uh, that was a way for me to claim to to claim ownership of it, rather than being just the paint, right? I, you know, often the actors feel like we're just the paint for the thing, right? They're the painter, the director's the painter, the playwright's the painter, right? <clears throat> and a certain point, I mean, I loved being, I loved, I loved the pleasure of being the paint and being seen and showing off, and not in an arrogant or self indulgent way, but you know, you know, we want to. You're an actor. Mm-hmm. There's a part of it that demands you say, "There's something special about me, and I want to show it." Yeah. Right. And and if you don't own that, right, if you're like, oh, no, 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 I, I don't want to be arrogant about it, then you're not going to have the fun of being seen. And, and you know, my favorite actors are the ones who go, you know, you see them say to themselves, watch me do this. Watch me go. Yeah, right? that's what get, that's yeah. what gets you in the light. That's what gets you in the light, you know, and that's why you play in the light. And people sit in the dark and watch you because you have more life because you have more yeah. audacity and you have and you and and. And there's something so gorgeous and poetic in that conversation that you can yeah. have. That yeah. is, there's a little, there's a little bit of like, you know, you got, it's gonna get you out of the dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. As exactly. opposed to the actor who says, "Don't, no, don't, don't look at me. I'm gonna disappear. I want to disappear. i to disappear." <laughs> Bullshit.
1: <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And and I I I think what's what's interesting is that we never really hear about like. What led you to this place? Like, where... T- where? What is your parentage? What led you here, sir? How did you find... How did you find this work? Well,
2: you know, uh, I, I... You know, I grew up... I grew up with uh, doing all of this sort of realistic, naturalistic Udahagen, Hagen, reading Stanislavski's books and all of that. And I always, you know, okay, okay, okay. I always bit, felt kind of a bit of a faker. So, you know, I never could quite feel like I was... I could buy it, you know, mm-hmm. that I was always, there was always this other part of the conversation. The architecture of the theatrical space felt like that um, some of those ideas didn't quite um, they didn't live comfortably together mm-hmm. in my mind, in my body. Right. So um, in my early 20s, uh, um, I was out in the Midwest and I was going to college and I ended up auditioning uh, for a couple companies out there that were more physical based. And I ended up with a company called Theater de la Jeune Lune. Uh, and it was sort of a new company at that point. They'd been a couple years old, and they were run by four artistic directors who all came out of uh, the Jacques Lecoq School in Paris. And they uh, asked me to be part of their company, part of their first season, my first season with them. And uh, they were doing workshops, and they said, you want to take this clown workshop? I was like, yeah, I totally want to do it. I never really knew what it was, and they didn't really explain to me what it was. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's let's try it. And um, it blew my mind because, as sort of I was saying before, all of a sudden I felt ownership of my work in a way that I hadn't mm-hmm. before. And, mm. and I began to feel that the actor-audience relationship and the theatrical architecture relationship between the actor and the audience started to make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That it's my conversation. It's sort of this, this most prehistoric uh, conversation between the actor and the audience. Mm. Right. Um. And I wasn't being told where to go. I wasn't being told when I could take a break. I wasn't being told this is what you're going to wear. And this is when you have to be here. I was in conversation with the audience with complete abandon, right? With just mm. fun and big, stupid, big, stupid fun. And so that's what really introduced me to it. And I want to thank Barbara Berlovitz and Dominique Serron and Vincent Gracia and Bob Rosen for um, for inviting me to be part of that company for a while. Um it was, it was, uh, fundamental to my growth as a, as an actor. Um, and then after that, you know, I was, I was still in Minneapolis and I was, and I went, I went to the Guthrie. I said, I want to try to do this other thing now with working with some other people after being in Jamalun for six years. I was like, I'm try some, I need to, try. I was getting, I was getting restless and I wasn't feeling like I was, I need to, I needed to find something else. And so I was auditioning for commercial stuff and and it never felt satisfying to me. It always felt like I was, you know, just playing the lottery, you know, those Mm -hmm, commercial mm auditions are like playing the lottery, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, right away, you you walk in the room and they know right away whether you're going to get it or not. You make a walk around a circle and then bye-bye, right? And and you just change your entire rehearsal schedule for the day to try to make a day to shoot three months from now, which you don't have any idea whether you're going to be in rehearsal or what, you know? But yeah, So I got really frustrated with that. I was like, I can't, this is the lottery. This is building my life on sand. And I said, well, what if I can stay in the world that I that I love, that I begin to understand a bit more, and take some of this clown work and start to figure out how to share that with uh, the American actor, right? Oh. In a way that um, is very different from if you go to Lecoq's school, you're going there for a very particular reason, right? But if you're, so you're going f- for 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 that particular program, but if you just want to take a class, or you're part of a a different a bigger program in like a university or an MFA program, you're sort of part of the flavor, right? Mm-hmm. And so it became many many years of me trying to figure out how to articulate um, the things that I thought were important about how people make theater and how we can investigate this thing called a clown uh, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Because you know in Europe it's often um, the world of the via negativa, right? Which is, right. which is the teacher saying, no, next, no, that's not it. Next and not, and, and not, um, and it's a cool idea, right? Which is they want you to discover it for yourself rather than d- discover their, your, the teacher's version of it, right? But that doesn't really work very well in the States. Doesn't work so well, right? Yeah. That I had to figure out a way to articulate what I was after in a different way than the via negativa was. Right. And mm-hmm. so over the course of time, I began to figure out a couple things. Oh, here. Oh, what if I talk about it this way? And so it was always on the fly. Um, But then things began to stick Uh, in terms of how I could help people um, investigate or open up or be bolder or be simpler or be more open, be more playful um, with the way that I was inventing exercises. And some exercises I would do for a while now. I never do them again. I would I'd never. Some I never do. Mm. Anymore because I've gotten I've I've essentialized some things you know, mm. um, but that's the ongoing that's for me the ongoing investigation of how I can help people be more funny I guess <laughs>
1: <laughs> and damn that's a long man story. That's damn you yeah, know that's my life story so yeah blah 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 well that, you have a you have a beautiful life and I love okay. the story it was wonderful okay. it's fabulous okay. um, and I think I think I would love to talk about this this no next as an african american having a white man telling me no next that's a problem yeah yeah that, the, that that's a problem
2: yeah
1: like for me in a space if i'm if i'm if i'm in a space and i'm i'm quite vulnerable i'm a young i'm a young kid trying to trying to figure out what this whole acting thing is and i'm already dealing with the as you know as bell hooks would say the imperialist white supremacist uh, of capitalist patriarchy yeah no, i practice that there's, one there's always that I practice that one. The <laughs> patriarchy. Um, it 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 shuts you down. It actually goes against everything that you you're looking to do as a teacher.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as I said, there's something there's something interesting in that idea that you're gonna have to you have to find it yourself without me being prescriptive. You know, and there's a big article that just came in the New York Times yesterday about Philippe Goulier. Who is the one who really, and he and Pierre Bilon really introduced the red nose into the Lecoq school and this idea of clown. And there's a whole thing about how he's 78 now. He's been insulting people and telling them no and adios immediately and telling them how fucking boring they are, you know, on a daily basis. And people are kind of going, maybe it's time to not do that. And his response is, well, my classes are full. So, uh, so there's, that resp- there's that response, right? And it's take the capitalist
1: out. patriarchy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, so anyway, wow. it just it was have a look at that if you get a minute. Wow. But that, well,
1: Yeah, you know, I'm definitely going to look at that one.
2: Yeah, New York Times yesterday, January 19th, I believe.
1: I'm was, on it. I'm so on
2: but, it. But here's the thing, Booty, I think, you know... Um, if you're going to go study with someone like that, it's a big commitment to go to their school. Right. Um, And, and I think that the pain that's caused is also like, well, I moved all the way to Paris for two years. Yeah. 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 How much can I take? How much am I willing to take? I came to study with this person. Right. And this person maybe is being cruel to me. Uh, And, do I want to stick it out and can I take something from it or am I just going to go, no, 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 absolutely not. And, and head back home. So It's tricky. It's, it, I think the dynamic is tricky and you're absolutely right. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's really uncomfortable and really uh, the time has come f- for us to not be treating young artists in this way um, mm-hmm. to shut them down. And, and I feel like if you're strong, when you come in, you're going to be strong when you come out. But if you're not right. strong, when you come in, you're right. going to be destroyed. Right. Yes. Yes. And you're going to carry trauma, and you're going to carry trauma. It does not make you better.
1: Yeah, a better exactly. performer. It's
2: going to maybe chase you out of the the industry completely or the art form.
1: You know. Well, the, so can you talk about the different? How, what, how would you define the difference between safety and resilience? Oh. Ah, you know what I mean. I like, I went, like yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's those are and those are all
2: really good interesting, juicy words right now, because we're talking about, do we have a safe space or do we have a, a courageous space, right? Because for mm-hmm, some people, mm-hmm. there are no safe spaces. For some people, there's right. not a safe space. And for some people, it's a courageous space, right? And, yeah. and 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 to begin to change our languaging around that idea, right? Some of us, oh, I feel safe. I'm okay. Some people don't. They mm-hmm. just don't. They spend a life <laughs> trying to be careful, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah and and not draw attention and not in you know, a lot of things um not make a big ruckus you know but like um in, in terms of the resilience of that um that's also a really juicy word right now in terms of our relationship to shame mm. you know that's a big one like <laughs> like i'm working on my shame resilience like i'm working mm-hmm. on my shame resilience i'm working on that mm-hmm. um it's mm-hmm. important it's important to not it's important to build up that muscle and go, okay, yes, 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 yes. All these things are bad, and I feel shame about them. <laughs> okay, now <laughs> let's have a comment. Now let's move up. right? Let's not sit down, yeah. in the, sit down in the puddle of that, you know, but just acknowledge it and let's go. Um, I guess that's sort of my relationship to that word right now. And it's kind of profound. Uh, it's a profound thing to to work on.
1: Um, How. How does how, so human. then? For me, Chris. So so now I'm going back into the work because for me, I discovered that. Ex- okay, so I've, I I I've, I've told this story to many people, and it's that it's actually come into my PhD performance. The conversation that you and I had—you know this conversation—the conversation that you and I uh-huh. had outside the studio. Um, it was. It was. It was. It was. Uh, I had already received my name, and I was working. And I was and I was working. And I had my my initial costume was like a big like dashiki kind of like flowy kind of costume. It was a muumuu. And I was. You had a muumuu. Yeah, I had a muumuu, right? And I, yeah. and I was and I was just because you know it's always about a man with me. So I was just coming out of a relationship, and I was dealing with <laughs> a lot of shame and sadness and guilt, and also just being like feeling really fat and horrible and ugly, right? Um, mm. And we were we were in and I was still just quite in my in my soft space. I was my little my little one was was all over the place. And we were just outside and it was still open and you turned to me and you just spoke to my little one and said, you know, can I have a chat with you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what do you, yeah Chris, what what do you want what do you wanna know? He's like, You were like, um, so maybe we should change a costume. I was like, Oh, okay, okay. Oh, what, what, what do you think I should do? What, what, what do you think I should do? <laughs> there goes that shame, right? Oh, oh, um, uh, uh, uh what, what do you think I should do? Like, um, maybe like some overalls, some really tight overalls, so we can see your body. <laughs> I didn't really think you were a speedo.
2: I didn't make you no, wear a speedo. No,
1: no, no! no. <laughs> because 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 you were tapping in, because it wasn't- it wasn't about showing my flesh, it was about being seen. And you said, mm. You said to me, why don't, you try, why don't you get yourself some overall, some tight overalls so we can see your body? And then you said, because you're strong. And when I heard that, my eyes lit up and I was like, yeah, you're right. I am strong. And from that moment on, that pivotal moment for me as, as a young artist and a teacher, and someone learning, to, to, learning to, to, to grow and to really accept everything about myself, that simple conversation and instruction changed me forever. Oh, my God. Forever, Chris. Oh. Hmm. And made me the most bold motherfucker out there. Like, I was like, yeah, I am strong.
2: I'm strong. You are, you are strong, man. <laughs> I'm scared of you. You're stronger <laughs> than me. You, if we got in a fight, I would be, you would kill me. You would beat my ass.
1: and it's and it's those moments that i think where when you provide a space as a as a as an educator for students when you can just be simple like that and they understand that Mm -hmm. it's that's that's the simplicity that we're looking for in your craft Mm -hmm. that's the work
2: yeah yeah can i go back to one thing you said though yeah um you said you received your name yeah, we found it together, yeah. my friend.
1: We did. We oh danced. My God. We danced no!
2: together. We danced together to find it. And you did it's it in true. the room with other. You did it in the room with other people, and it wasn't me. It was the room that said yes. And it was you that said yes. You, you said oh, what? Is that really what you think is funny? <laughs> I said and no. The,
1: I said and no. The room said a...
2: yes. And the room said yes. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not me. You got to think about that as a dance. We did that dance together, my friend. We
1: did that dance together. We totally did that dance together. That was that was amazing.
2: I was throwing a lot of stuff. we were throwing a lot of stuff around, and none of it was right. None of it was right. But when we found that, and and I saw you, I saw you. You feel it. Yeah. The room saw it, and the room was like, Yeah. There, you just arrived. Yeah. That's something new and beautiful.
1: Yeah. That was right. That so the naming. I've always thought it was it's it's it's, it's modern shamanism, Chris. <laughs> it really is. It really truly is. I remember I had this conversation with you uh, a long time ago, and you're like, no, no, you, you kept like dodging it. You were like dodging it and like, avoiding. It. And I was like, no, this is modern shamanism, Chris. Christopher Bays, you are a shaman, and this the naming. What happens in the naming? Is, is metaphysical.
2: Mm.
1: Like you said before, mm. like, you, like you corrected me in saying that you didn't give it to me, we found it together. Yeah. And I think that's the scariest thing about being a clown teacher, is, is that we're, it, when, you, when I first started learning how to teach clown, I was petrified because I realized the only way that we could be in that space is I had to be in the space as well. Yeah, And that's a, very scary for a lot of teachers.
2: But that's what makes you a good teacher.
1: Yeah, it is. It really is.
2: You know, otherwise, go work for the UPS, man.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) You know, go work work for the post office. that's That's the thing that's exciting, is that it's dangerous, you know, and that, you know, and I always say this, too. It's kind of an obvious thing, but, I, you know, I always feel like inspiration lives right on the brink of disaster, Right? It doesn't live in the middle. It, it lives right on the edge, like when there's something at stake. right? And if it's a conversation between um, the student and the teacher and the audience, right, which it always mm-hmm. is, really. But, the, mm-hmm. but, the, but the, for the teacher to be able to kind of tai chi that a little bit and go, I'm going to throw a lot of stuff at you that I know is not going to be right. But it's going to mm-hmm. get the juices going so that then maybe it doesn't become so precious.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to make a lot of
2: mistakes. As a teacher, I'm going to make mistakes, right? On purpose, right? to yeah. shake it a little bit. So you go, oh, those are terrible ideas. You're awful. <laughs> These are terrible. And then we go, okay, <laughs> now we and now we can work. And now yeah. we can work together, rather than me, you know. And so I can't, you know. Thank you so much for for your for your kindness. But I can't ever think of myself in the way that you just spoke about me.
1: Well, yeah, of course. But you that's can. what I feel.
2: You have to sit okay thank you I, you know it's powerful it's, it's powerful it's powerful to hear that and I can I can absorb it but I can never claim that right because Yeah. because then exactly. I become I become I become an arrogant bastard the way the teachers right. that I don't that I never liked were right you know yeah. um, and, and and like oh I know the, I know how to crack you I know you can't you can't uh. you can't proceed in that way it's not healthy and it's just arrogant and, and awful you know, but if we think about it, like, let's make mistakes together. Let's go running really fast and make lots of mistakes. And then we can stand still, look at each other and go, wow, that was horrible what we just did. Now we can work. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now we're together in our failure. Now we're together in our disaster.
1: So there's another thing you did. There's oh. another thing you did. Oh, boy. And this was when I was just a little baby. And I was at NYU, undergrad. And you directed oh. Ubu Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I did.
1: That was another production that changed my life. I was like, you can do this in theater? <laughs> you should. Christopher oh, yeah. Bates.
0: It
2: was filthy. Wasn't it filthy?
1: Christopher Bates. I, I... I sat there and I was like I was in heaven. I was in heaven. The way you started with nothing and then it became a disaster of everything and then it finished with nothing again. Yeah. And I did to this day I still don't know how you did it. I've tried it. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard, yeah. I've tried it. It's <laughs> really hard. It's really really it's hard. It's conjuring.
2: It's conjuring, man. You
1: got to uh, conjure it. I would love to just have a little inspiration on How do you direct? I mean, teaching's one thing, but like, what do you do when you, what what do you do when you're, how do you begin? What is, how do you get to those kinds of spaces? Because it was like, Chris, there was, I was transported. Mm -hmm. And the way, there's, there's, there's. Such a bit, Like when the garbage bags became the ocean and then the garbage bags became the sky with the with the fairy lights coming through the sky. And when Pa and Ma were left sitting by themselves at the end by and it was just them in the space, the your, the, the 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 moon <laughs>
2: oh, yeah.
1: for our young directors out there, what would be your advice Read
2: a magic book. Oh. Read a book about magic. Like conjuring, like illusion and misdirection. And, um, you know, you can read all your spiritual magic books you want, but. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not as interesting, I think, as how do you make something appear out of nothing? How do you make something disappear? How do you make something float? how do you um, make something? uh, uh, How do you conjure? How do you, what is, what is your prestidigitation in terms of how you make theater? Right. As as, as a kid, I was all about it. I was doing magic shows, all kinds of magic shows when I was like 12 years old. That was my way into theater until I got to be like 16. I was like, okay, I'm the biggest magic dork ever. I can't do this anymore. I better start doing acting.
1: (laughs) I can totally see a little Chris doing magic tricks. Oh my goodness. Oh, I, I can totally see that. I was that. doing magic shows. I had a whole
2: business. I did a whole thing. Um, and so, so when I started doing theater, I was bringing some of that um, aesthetic to it. And I think it's really, and it's all about light. It's, a, it's about light. It's about shadow. It's about um, what catches the eye. Um, where do you want the eye to go? And, and once that eye is there, how do you slip something beautiful underneath it? That's a surprise.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. um and that's sort of the way I, my mind works like that you know i mean i and i also i think i have the heart of an actor but i have the the brain of a of a magician mm. and not like a not like a ooh, magician but like a, <laughs> this is how you make the thing appear that kind of yeah, magician yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah you know and that, i can feel that when we do when we do uh when we're doing clown tricks like the way you talk us through, like, okay, let's look at, look, look at where is, what's the exploit here? What are we exploiting here? Like,
2: right.
1: what are you pulling out? What, is, what are you pulling out? Like, I can feel that. I can feel that um, influence when we're when we're trying to figure out what's, the, what, am, what am I trying to get people to look at?
2: Where's the danger? Where's the triumph? Where's the possibility mm-hmm. of the disaster and the tragedy for you? You know, and that's one of the things that was kind of fun about the Zoom time was to take some of those ideas and mess with the form, right? So that I could glitch on purpose or I could, you know, knock on the window or press my face against the computer so it looked like I was doing, you know, I had all these little stupid things, like, and I would make my background flap around like it was windy, you know, all that kind of stupid stuff that I kept going back, just like everybody knew and they were sick of it, but I was like, oh, it's windy here in Brooklyn. I just flapped the, you know, the shower curtain behind me.
1: Worked every time.
2: Yeah, because you're in a you know we were in a puppet theater and in, and and if you don't embrace yeah. that you know the form that you have you're just gonna be you're just gonna make yourself angry all the time. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, sick exactly. of this. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. And I was like, hey, let me play with this filter. What happens
1: now? You know, yeah, and that, that was, was a kind really of a
2: fun. That was a fun challenge in a way.
1: Did you notice that? Because when I when I started teaching um, on on Zoom, I I, I found that I. I could see a lot more because I could focus, really focus on, um, on one of the students and what they're doing mm-hmm. and what they're, and, and then I could, you know, I could look up and see how the others are responding, but it wasn't, I wasn't kind of like taken away by the, you know, the the, the whole uh, ensemble energy that kind of moves us forward. Because sometimes I'll, I'll be like, is that really, is it, is it funny or is it just, I, I, is it really you coming out or is it, is it someone coming, someone doing something to you? And then- I could find ways to go even deeper with with the sense of play because they just were they were like well fuck it I'm just going to go there's nothing to lose. And it was interesting with this with this form.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, you're about a foot away from someone's face for 3 hours and you're not 15 <laughs> feet away. Right. Yeah. You see the water, you see the water move in their face. Right. It's really yeah. strangely intimate. And I found in some ways more intimate than mm-hmm. we're in, in, when we're in the space together. There's always some falling in love that goes on between people. But I think it, it got a little bit more intense. I mean, you were in some of those rooms when we were right at the beginning of this with the teacher training yeah. and clown stuff. And people were there was a lot of like, oh, my God, we just adore each other yeah right I mean we're not we we don't have this we don't have the social aspect of standing in line for the bathroom or going to get a coffee or going you know get a burrito or whatever you're gonna do but there's a whole different thing that started
1: to happen yeah and and there's and there's the pin and the pin oh yeah the pin confession you can can, can really fall in love with a pin
2: yeah (laughs) and then I started. I haven't done it for a while but I used to do pin confessions okay today we're gonna play pin confession yeah today we're gonna play pin confession and you have to you have to admit that you who you pinned, why you pinned them, and for
1: how long. I <laughs> would have really been fun. in trouble. I would have been, in would have been so fun. much trouble. Well you would lie. You would lie. <laughs> no, never. Everybody never. lies. Everybody's
2: lying. <laughs> but we would also do we also had another fun one, my, one. The other favorite one of mine is who has the best ugly cry? Who was the best ugly cry? So you get really close to the camera and just have your biggest ugly cry and be like, ah, ah, and just like all kinds of fluid. And then we'd vote who was the best, you know, who had the best ugly cry. I love
1: it. What if, so, those so ugly fun. cries are very easy these days. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So I have, a, I have another question, Chris. Okay. What does theater need to be doing right now? The, the world is changing. On a, yeah. on such an epic level, like what do we do as 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 theater makers and artists and people of the theater? What 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 are you seeing? What do you what do you think's happening? What how do you feel? What's going on? What's what's brewing over there? Um,
2: well, as far as I can tell, nothing's going on. uh, yeah. uh But it's it's a, it, we're in a funny place, right? Where we're trying to repair the wrongs of the past, right and systemic wrongs and systemic flaws and, um, and, and I, and I think we're making some steps in, in, in that direction, but, I, and of course it's, it's powerful and, and should be, or do we need to start over? Mm. Just start over rather than, okay, we've made this, this, we're just putting band-aids or we're just kind you know, we're retreating or we're, what are we doing? I don't know. I mean, we can't say we are doing this or we're doing, we're doing that. Everybody's doing something else. Something mm, different, mm. and and in terms of we see white American theater anti-racist theater practices, the social justice movement, all of that stuff. And on top of that, you can't go in the theater without being tested. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you have to go <laughs> yeah, and get yeah, tested. Yeah. You have to yeah. go get tested and hang out, hang around outside the theater for half an hour in the freezing cold before you can go inside. Yeah. Right. And you're in rehearsal, so you have all. It's so charged with all of this stuff. I just worked on um on Clyde's. And new play, which is was just a great, great pleasure um, to be back. Wow. And, and be able to, yeah, it was really super fun and beautiful, beautiful play and, and beautiful, beautiful production with some amazing people. And I felt really, really honored to be invited to help them in any way that I could. But was this the
1: one on dealing with the past like, and the present? Uh,
2: it's, it takes place in like a sandwich shop along the highway. It's oh, it's no, not the one, uh... It's not that one. It's kind of it's some mystical things in it, and, 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 it's a beautiful thing. Are the mystical things uh,
1: happening from like the past, like slavery past? No, no, not really. No. Okay. So I'm th- oh, I'm thinking of. Sorry, I'm thinking of Dominic Moroso. Sorry, Ooh, was that uh, racist? <laughs> I I can't. I'm not speaking. <laughs> I'm not speaking. Fair enough. Fair enough. Dwayne. Okay. Dwayne. 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 Dway, dway, dway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you were saying, Chris? Nothing. I'm just. I was just saying that. That was. I was saying that was my first time back in two in in, in two years back in the room, um, and and so the the adjustment the adjustment of our languaging the adjustment of protocol and all of those things that are going on are are strange and um, and and necessary but also not not completely natural yet, you know, just in terms of how we create together. Um, the pendulum swings. The pendulum goes in different directions, you know, and, and, uh, and so it should absolutely. Um, but I, I don't feel like we understand wh- where we're going to and where we're going to l- end up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? At the moment. And I think people, some, and we're on alert, everyone's sort of on alert about what that means. And And I think the mystery of that's intriguing, but it's not, it's uncomfortable. It felt, it yeah. feels
0: uncomfortable to me.
2: Um, uh, and I can't speak for everybody, but it feels uncomfortable. Mm. Um, Like what? Okay. Okay. And so now how do we move forward in a creative environment to make things that are dangerous again? Or do we have, are we going to stay safe? Are we going to stay? Yeah. Stay in the middle somewhere. Are we going to, how do we, how do we find our boldness? How do we find, um, how do we find the things that are maybe not, that are not safe, that are not safe, that are, that are, that take courage to do.
1: Yeah. And, yeah.
2: And I, and I feel like we're, it, there's a kind of sensitivity and alertness to, to um, everything. So it feels like the, the, the artists that are at work are, we're in a, we're in a time of being really careful. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think? I mean, I wanna hear from you. What do you think about that?
1: I think, on this, on this, on this side of the world, it's it's really complicated because they start at careful. Before the pandemic, they were careful. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, like in the sense of like the work that is done. Like I, it's very rare to experience um, a production where they're really doing the work. They're really pushing you. Um, mm-hmm. And now with COVID, it's even more delicate and frail. And it's that's why I asked mm. you the question about the difference between a resilient space and uh, and a safe space because there's all these like safety protocols where everyone's just like stepping on eggshells and no one knows what they're mm. doing and and then it becomes this point where like well then what do we do what what kind of human life are you sharing with us if it's if it's like there's there, there's no they're not giving they're not giving Anything up? It's so safe. Right, it's right, right. so safe, and I, I feel like a broken record at times when I'm when I'm here. I'm like, yeah, okay, meh. And it's it it, you know, it's like I'm spoiled, right? I've had the privilege of of seeing really exciting work, and being on in an island nation, a lot of people don't have that privilege of being able to see exciting work. But then you're also dealing right. with the country who is essentially still in 1950s America racism. So they they haven't oh. even dealt with their race problem to begin with. Oh, they shit. haven't dealt with what's really going on, you know? They they, mm. they 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 were they they the banners, but when it comes to looking at the changes that really need to be implemented and the, and the conversations that need to be had, they're had through a particular lens and that's that. And when mm. you and when you have a culture that does that and also on top of that, then you add they have tall poppy syndrome here, uh, what the Danes call yantala, right? So it's like, you can't ever be great. If you're, if you're, if you're a little tall, they chop your head off. Oh. So, so, the, so anyone that's like original, unique, and bold, they're like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, ticket easy. Not ticket easy. Like, they, they, there's, a, there's a term that they say, um, he's, he's got tickets. Like, you're giving tickets out for yourself. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there's, so there's a yeah. psychic problem here. So it's, yeah. a, it's a double whammy. But that's what happens when when you have a culture where it, and you look and I love I absolutely love having universal health care. It's amazing mm. having universal health care. Okay, okay, proper, okay,
2: all right, okay, okay. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> and, and and proper like you know uh, what is it uh, what, what is it called when when you the, the minimum wage you know and it's oh, yeah. like that that so we pay more tax here. But we're all taken care of. That's why in the pandemic we were all good. We we locked down. We mm-hmm. take care of things. But but that kind of safety and security. I'm not trying to say that like America has got it right. But I would love to see the boldness that happens in our arts community in America to be more prevalent in the community here in Australia. Mm-hmm. And I and, and I, I I change one little actor at a time. And a, and clown is where it happens. They find mm-hmm. that boldness in clown. They go, what? What is this? And they, and and. And it's it's a it's a coup it's a coup by each little happy little you know foot that's prancing around the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think that some powerful work is going to come out of uh, the other side of this in terms of in terms of the just the pandemic. Right. And how it's going to be affected by the social justice movement is going to be really, really interesting. Also, how can we come together and make some really interesting work that's brutal, that's, you know, that that's full of grief from the times that we've spent together uh, alone uh, in isolation and, and how and how we can find a kind of maybe a, a celebration um, that's cathartic, you know, to be in the room together. I, I did a thing when the when. When the numbers were looking pretty good here, and I just decided I wanted to go and see some music, and I went for th- and I went to see a band that I love for three nights in a row because they played different sets every night, and I just I just had to saturate myself. But I was in the midst of a lot of people who were uh-huh. jumping and they weren't wearing masks. And I was like, I gotta saturate mm-hmm. myself. I'm gonna take a little moment um, yeah. to get a little catharsis going, and it was really really healthy for me to do mm-hmm. that. Uh, and I feel like if we can embrace this next level with that kind of appetite for catharsis together. Mm. then like, and we just clean the palate, just clean it with this incredible catharsis that we like, now we're together again. And now how do we, now how do we proceed with mm. that kind of um, cleansing of the palate of our grief and our rage? <laughs> you know, now we can actually have that conversation.
1: Well, it sounds like what Osho tried to do. Did you see mm-hmm. did you see did you see uh um Wild Wild Country the documentary no. on Netflix? Oh, <gasps> uh, Chris, you got to watch this one. It got the Academy Award a few years ago. Oh, wild I heard, about this. I heard about Wild Country, it's Osho and all the things that they did here in the in the states. And it's yeah, like just just when you thought it, it, it couldn't go any further. There's another episode. but i think i think that kind of freeing the body it's like it's almost like we all have to run around with our primal scream for a bit
2: yeah yeah i mean that's what i'm trying to do with laughing club is like get that primal scream going every friday night you know and get that get that move that rage and the toxic energy of that rage out of your body and also let yourself grieve for the time that we're losing and the people that we're losing and the time that the people that we we're losing with the people that we love you know, and let ourselves grieve for that, and let ourselves take that moment um, that's attached to to enrage is attached to a different part of it, but to let our, to let ourselves kind of breathe through the toxicity of of what we're all going through, and to try to get to the other side of it. It feels it feels like um, it feels like we need to just jump up and down and and you know just have a just have an insane rock and roll. Catharsis. It just feels like that to me. I love um, that. And then once we've, ex- and once we've, once we've exhausted, yeah. And once we exhaust that, then we can have a really beautiful and quiet conversation. Yeah. Stillness. It's yeah. just, but on the other side of jumping up and down for eight hours and yeah, singing, exactly. and, and You know,
1: Oh, that, that reminds me of a story you told me about an exercise that you did where like you ran around and jumped the- that you had to do. You had to run and jump around for like hours and then when they said stop you couldn't stop i couldn't stop yeah
2: yeah we were running we were jump roping we were dancing but we could not stop moving for three hours and at the end of that three hours my body didn't know how to stop doing it wow it took me like 45 minutes to find my way back to stillness from there because my you know our bodies aren't built to be still our bodies are built to run away from beasts and chase after shit and kill it and eat it and
1: you know that's what we're (laughs) built for. Exactly. And and I think, I feel like clown does that. That's what, Chris, I don't, There's just something that happens in this world when, because I I talk to students about this all the time. It's like when they, the psychologically driven like text and the processes of being psychological with, with your work, but like the psychology isn't revealed until the body expresses it and you reflect on what happened. Like, and mm-hmm. and clown it's like everything happens in the body right now what is happening right now is is where the psychology gets revealed you know yeah. and the, and, the, and to trust that freedom in your body and in your voice and then that that little mo- those moments where where did that come from something something just came from like back here did you did you catch that you know and it's like <laughs> where everyone it's leaves' and like yeah I yeah, it's Obama, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Obama's back. Obama's back. You know? And, I, and, and to be able to hold space in, in, in a classroom like that and have, and have, a, and have a, a moment to be able to explore the body in that, that full expression of self is so awesome. hmm yeah. yeah. And that you is to, the craft. Yeah. It right? takes
2: preparation to get there, right? It's, it's also not something, you, it's not a switch, right? You don't just turn it on yeah. and you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you have to work up to it.
1: Yeah. It's a muscle, right? You, you Abs- tell it all the time. It's a muscle. It's a muscle. It's a muscle.
2: And sometimes and sometimes, it's a muscle you have to exercise and sometimes it's a muscle you have to relax. It depends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Well, I think that's a really great segue because I want to know, uh, can you talk about um, the Pandemic Studios? Cause I... Pandemic Studios? <laughs> can we talk about the Pandemic Studios?
2: <laughs> no, we're not talking about the Pandemic Studios. They're feverish.
1: Pandemonium studios.
2: Pandemonium. <laughs> pandemonium. We did. Th- we did. We did have a thing at the beginning. We we're like, now the new pandemonic offerings. The pandemonic offerings are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, pandemonium, pandemonium studio.
1: studio. Yeah. Well, I think the Laughing Club is a great start because we've got listeners that I know are going to want to join. So, can right. you give them some information on what 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 is what is Laughing Club? Laughing
2: Club is something that I started really early in the in the. Uh, In the pandemic uh, out of of sheer desperation because I couldn't figure out how I could possibly continue teaching and working the way that I've been used to doing it um, on zoom. I couldn't figure it out. I walked a road. I walked a lot of roads trying to figure it out. And I finally came upon this idea. It's this idea that's sort of based on laughter yoga. uh, And it's something I've been incorporating in my classes forever, but it wasn't just a sort of standalone thing. And I said, what if I don't, what if I don't, do any of that stuff for a minute. But what if I figure out a way to do an ongoing wellness practice, mm. right? That's all about the stuff we've been talking about, about using, using laughter, even if it's fake to get to something else, because it's really, you know, in all the research I've been doing about, it, it's really good for your cardiovascular system. Okay. We need that. It's really good for your immune system. Okay. Boost that. Very good. It's very good for, 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 um, um, releasing endorphins into your body. Um, it's really good for purging all kinds of toxic stuff. So, and that's the portal, right? So if you mm. begin with, we begin this idea of, of getting into the big, deep laughter, it also burns like 40 calories. So all good things, right? All good things. <laughs> uh, um, and, and so I, it took me a while to figure out how, <laughs> we how we burn kind of, tick box. I'm like, Ooh, Oh, Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cardiovascular, <laughs> respiratory, endorphins, <laughs> and 40 calories. Bing.
1: Yeah. Here's here's,
2: here's, here's 20 bucks. Uh, so I started putting it together. It took me about a month and some days I would, sometimes I would do it like twice a day. I would do it like, and we were just offering free classes. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how to do this. And we finally got it to a really sweet one hour thing. I started doing it every Friday over the last year. Um, That's became the time that we did it. And we called it the happy hour laughing club, which seemed to make sense. Mm-hmm. And you can indulge whatever you wish to indulge before you get there uh, on a Friday night at five o'clock. And uh, we laugh, we rage, we I take you through a kind of opening, radical self-soothing. Um, um, we can find our way to to the grief and the despair of the moment if you wish to get deep into that and you need to purge that if you can get to it. Uh, and then we end with some really some extended laughing. And if you can toggle back and forth between ha 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 and wah wah wah, if, if, you'll realize that there's really almost no difference between it. Um, and so that's what I've been doing. And now I'm, I'm, you know, and what's cool is actually, is that it, it sort of did what I wanted it to do. It sort of became like Batman booty. Like we didn't need it anymore. You know, that's the thing with Batman. You want the time when you don't need Batman anymore. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um, and it sort of became that it felt like we were on the other side of something. And so I'm doing it. So I do it now. Like I decided I did one on a new year's Eve was the last Ooh, one I did. that was Because I want, it was really beautiful and a lot of friends were there, a lot of old friends showed up and lots of new faces too. And um, so I think what I'm gonna do now is uh, do it at the last Friday of every month so that we can we can sort of fuck off the last month. Like, that, that month can go fuck off. And let's <laughs> welcome the new one. Let's kind what of What
1: time zone are you doing it at? What time is, like, it's, it's so a weird time zone for us, I think.
2: Is it, it's five to six Eastern.
1: Eastern Eastern Eastern. US time. So that's the p.m so at so that's t- midnight midnight one wow, o'clock sweet. for us perfect <laughs> rock and roll <laughs> but then it's technically the it's technically the first Monday of the month for us All oh, right because you're you're so way ahead of us We're in the future babe we're in the
2: future. you're in the future yeah yeah
1: so Chris, there's, there's something that we do um, at the end of our of every podcast. Mm-hmm. We give a provocation to our listeners. Oh, boy. We we, we ask them to go do something. Mm-hmm. Something from our conversation, something not from our conversation, but something connected to theater, something connected to the process. Go and do this. Give it a shot. Give it a go. And sometimes they come one. back and tell us how it went. Oh, yes.
2: Oh, cool. Good, good, good. I gotta go. In. This one I do a lot at the end of Laughing Club, and just to just give it a little bit of a plug. There's another Pandemonium Studio, and it's a it's a music studio in Italy somewhere. So if you're gonna look it up, if you're gonna if you're gonna look at <laughs> the it's <laughs> the the Pandemonium Studio, the, the. Pandemonium Yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna yes. end up in Italy yes. in a record, in some recording studio.
1: And it's not the Pandemic Studios. It's not the it's Pandemic, not the pandemic
2: studio. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's
1: not. You don't want to go there. Don't go to that one. Do not. Don't go to, the, not go to the, the, pandemic co- the The COVID
2: acting studio. You don't want to go to that one either. <laughs> I, welcome to omicron I only, no don't go there
1: i only do the delta technique oh god
2: <laughs> apparently it's way it's way worse than the omicron technique
1: well yeah it's, it's deep it's deep
2: oh yeah thank you
1: okay okay okay
2: okay <laughs> okay you freak me out
1: well you know so here's, uh, my, it's a, it's here's my i know i <laughs>
2: know so here's my provocation okay I want you to go out and see if you can, today, make someone else laugh. Make someone laugh today. Because when you make someone laugh, they purge toxin from their body. And the more toxin they purge from their body, the healthier they're going to be. The healthier they're going to be, the longer they're going to live. So if you can make someone laugh today, you're going to extend their life. Okay? You're going to know it. They're not going to know it. You can clock it for yourself. So if you're really funny, they're gonna live a little bit longer. If you're not that funny,
1: <laughs> you're gonna kill them. You day. need to come. You need to come to clown class. You Need to come to clown yes. class. Yes, you do need to go to clown class, and you need to train with Chris. Please yeah. get, get an opportunity to train with Chris. And there's so well, you to go to Booty. Booty knows out. how to do it.
2: Booty knows how to do it.
1: Yeah, but and and if you get an opportunity, <laughs> get to Chris get yeah, to on. christopher Base. find me find me make, make me laugh make me laugh extend my life please <laughs> yeah exactly exactly chris this was amazing this was, this was amazing fun to hang out with you yeah. oh so good to hang out with you too thank you so much thank you so You're much so our, our our listeners are gonna just be ecstatic about this um thank you for this invitation gonna, too uh, the invitation's always there. We may have to call you back if the people are going with more questions. If there's more questions, would you come back and answer them?
2: Yeah, of course. Anytime to hang out with you, my friend.
1: Awesome. Yes. Well, I'm going to pass this over to Adam Marple, and he's going to give you all the logistics on how to how to get to us. <laughs> and until then, bye.
2: Bye, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. <laughs>
0: Thanks for joining us this week on the Theater Brothers Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, theaterbrothers.org, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. A special thank you to Purple Planet for the music you've heard. The Theater Brothers creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purposes of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and time. We believe the play watches the audience. The audience is necessary, and they are witness to what happens. And you get to be witness to us making that happen. The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along, to ponder, prod, and question, to join us and criticize us if need be. Being a witness is no passive task and requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? Be sure to tune in next week for our next journey.